0: Hi, I'm Don Bowman, and today let's talk about the digitally disconnected worker and zero trust, how we can get them back on board. Your organization has cascading sets of people it interacts with. In the core, there's full-time employees. They've got badges, access cards, accounts, organizationally issued hardware. They use the IT-issued hardware and software to achieve their job, including a VPN to access services remotely. You create IT-managed identities, often in systems like Google G Suite or Microsoft Active Directory. The next tranche of team members are contractors. Indeed, these users you might treat no differently than full-time staff. But some contractors are in specific job roles which do not require them to have IT-managed hardware accounts. They may be specialists who work outside the building. These users might have no corporately managed identity. Examples could include transit drivers or janitorial services. After these people, we have team members that are even more digitally disconnected seasonal temporary workers, temporary consultants, workers from affiliated but arm's length organizations. In a municipal environment, these could include lifeguards for the pool, workers in the library system, or local social service providers. Traditionally, these other tiers of users were ignored from an IT standpoint. Pay stubs were delivered on paper. Policies were posted on a bulletin board. Some organizations would use shared accounts on kiosk or shared computers for online learning management systems. COVID-19 has accelerated the thinking around these users. How can we furlough users, tell them to check the internet for details on what's changed and when they can come back to work if they have no access to our intranet? How can we ask them to use a mail drop for their pay stub or timesheets if we're asking them not to come into the building? Identity management, authentication, and role management, authorization, are the two key disciplines we need to improve if we are to solve the problem of connecting the digitally disenfranchised. The Zero Trust architecture allows us to seamlessly access to any resource, from any device, for any user, from any network. And it does it more securely. Zero Trust splits the user identity from the user authorization. It moves from a perimeter-based security practice to a fine-grained user and resource control one. Zero Trust, which is defined by a National Institute of Standards and Technology Standard at 80207 is a term for evolving cybersecurity from static network perimeter-based security, for example, a VPN, to an architecture that focuses on the user and identity and the resource authorization. The core requirements, we need to be simple, secure, identity, make it trivial for your users to log in with a single username and password, a single sign-on, multi-factor authentication, and decouple authorization from identity and from the application. Once these are achieved, you can simply and securely move access to individual systems to the users who need them. Those digitally disenfranchised users can access that corporate internet, including if their employment has been suspended, and including even if they have no corporate email address at all, no device, no VPN. For many years, the VPN was the gold standard for remote security. You kept inside your network isolated, except for a few users with curated software-managed devices. But that VPN has a large cost. Managing the client software, it's a stateful device, it doesn't scale well as we add users. It doesn't behave well with foreign network firewalls, and most importantly in 2020, it nearly completely breaks remote collaboration tools like video conferencing. A VPN forces all traffic through your corporate network, so your video conferencing flows from your home to your company and then back out to the internet to the other people. In this model, the corporate network becomes a choke point. Rather than scaling as you add staff, your performance drops off and the productivity goes down. Work from home has accelerated this problem. The VPN, it was also masquerading as a secure solution. Years ago, every server had a well-known port and IP. VPN rules in conjunction with a firewall were written to try and segment, isolate, all of this pairwise communication. Now that users are remote and mobile, we can't know their IP. Some services moved to SaaS and cloud. The IP is inherently unknowable there. Many organizations now have little or no network segmentation at all. The VPN has become a big, giant on-off switch rather than a precision-allowed-deny method. Once, you're VPN, once you VPN in, you're infinitely trusted, the opposite of zero trust. Zero trust provides a means for each connection to assert who it's from and what it's going to, and with that requirement, you can make anything secure. This can be policed in a very fine-grained fashion without the bandwidth or security challenges of the VPN. Treat each application as if it was on the public internet, then secure it. No VPN is needed. Identity is core to a person. They are the same person whether they use Gmail or their corporate email to identify themselves. They are the same person. A core method of simply demonstrating identity is called OpenID Connect. This is a secure web based protocol. It works on all devices. It is simple enough for the average consumer to use. In fact, You may have used it yourself. You often see it as login with Google or login with Facebook on some website. In conjunction with OpenID Connect, we propose federating multiple sources of identity. These can include affiliated organizations, the library, the police, or social providers, Google, Facebook, Twitter. To confirm identity, we propose ubiquitous, simple, multi-factor authentication. In a corporate world, This is often done with an RSA secure ID fob or a USB universal second factor device like a YubiKey or a Google Titan. In this newly expanded identity world, these have become very expensive and complex. We propose instead allowing the device that all users have easy access to to be that trust store, and that's their mobile phone. Everybody's got one. A mobile phone can support web push. The user will receive a push notification on their registered device saying, is this you trying to log in? It can support authenticator apps, like Twilio's Authy or Google Authenticator or Microsoft Authenticator. These have a QR code and a PIN number, and you register them. But, and I think this is most interesting, there's a standard called WebAuthn. And that means we can support the biometric on the phone and be very, very fast to log in very securely. To reduce or eliminate the provisioning costs, we propose a trust-on-first-use model. The user is challenged to set up their multi-factor authentication the first time they log in. This reduces risk. It increases security without increasing cost. Multi-factor, it's something you have and something you know is achieved for no cost. It's simple enough for a consumer and strong enough for a corporation. Each application has an intrinsic set of roles. You know, imagine a learning management system, admin, teacher, student, these are roles within it. Adding a web application firewall in front means we can police this access using the identity of the user in conjunction with the identity of the application without configuring a complex layer 3 and 4 firewall, and without introducing a VPN. The web application firewall will then increase the security of the application by reducing common risks such as cross-site scripting, SQL injection, et cetera. The end result is more secure than the previous corporate firewall VPN enclave, and it's much simpler. Every organization has more users than they would believe who need to access it securely. It's uneconomical to treat them all as full-time employees. Using a zero-trust architecture, securely solving identity, including third-party identity providers federated in with a simple, secure, multi-factor authentication, and adding an external identity-aware web application firewall can break this logjam. Make any application available to any user on any device on any network today, and do it without a VPN. You'll increase your security, and you'll make those users happier. Hope you enjoyed this today. And remember, if you're interested, subscribe, check out our YouTube channel. My name is Don Bowman, and I'm from Angelicus.